God works through His Word, which carries His life and power that can affect every aspect of our lives. This message unveils truths that will help us receive and experience the supernatural power of God released in us through His Word. We will also learn how to meditate on God's Word, the miracle seed, so that it starts to bear fruit in our lives. Today, uh, or actually today and next Sunday, uh, that is October 4th and also the 11th of October, I want us to spend some time just meditating on what the Lord Jesus tried to communicate to us through one of his parables, uh, which many can refer to as the parable of all parables, or the most important parable, which is the parable of the sower. So the title of these, this two-part series is God's Word, the Miracle Seed. God's Word, the Miracle Seed. I want us to just, uh, I want us to delve into detail of the parable, spend time today and the following Sunday getting into the depths of this parable to try to understand uh, uh, the insights that Jesus is trying to communicate to us through the parable. Now, you and I understand that in his teaching, the Lord Jesus used many parables. That means he spoke using earthly things to teach us about heavenly truth or heavenly uh, realities. And he used earthly things, things that you and I can understand and relate to. So this is one such parable. Uh, we find in all the three Gospels, in Matthew, the 13th chapter, in Mark, chapter 4, and also in Luke, the 8th chapter, the parable of the sower. We're going to read it, and we're going to get into it. And I want to highlight seven important truths for you and me to glean from this, chap from this parable and apply in our lives. And of course, we'll break it over two Sundays as we do this. But let's read the parable first. Mark chapter 4. I'm reading from the Gospel of Mark. We'll read from verse 1 onwards and, and just focus in on this parable. So if you have your Bibles, just turn with me, please, to Mark chapter 4. We'll read this parable together. It says here, and verse 1 onwards, And again he began to teach by the sea. And a great multitude was gathered to him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. Then he taught them many things by parables and said to them in his teaching, Listen, behold, a sower went, to, went out to sow. And it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. Then when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced, some thirty, some sixty, and some a hundredfold. Verse 9, And he said to them, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. I skip a few verses down. Verse 13, And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? Verse 14, 
the sower sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. And they have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word. And the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things, entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit. Some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. See, the Lord Jesus used parables to teach us about the kingdom. Very often he began a parable like this. He said, you know, so is the kingdom of God. Or, uh, with what will you liken the kingdom of God? In other words, for you to understand the way God's kingdom operates and the realm uh, and the way in which he works, you need to understand the parable. Uh, and these were parables of the kingdom. And uh, this particular parable is very important because when Jesus begins to explain it, he says, you know, if you, if you understand this parable, you can understand all the other parables. If you learn to interpret this parable, you'll be able to interpret all the other parables. So this is very important. Now, he used a very, very simple story, an analogy, uh, a representation from uh, uh, something that the people in those days and also in our day, we are very... Uh, familiar with, that of sowing seed. But we want to understand the truth that Jesus was communicating to us and then apply that in our personal lives today. So I want to go straight right in to understanding seven key insights from this parable. The first one is this. Jesus said it. He made it so plain. He said there in, in verse 14, the sower sows the word. So the first thing we must understand is that God's word is like seed. God's word is like seed. Or let's all just say this together. God's word is a miracle seed. So turn around to somebody next to you. If, you are, if they have people around you, and tell them, God's word is a miracle seed. You see, many of us, we want God to work in our lives. We say, God, I want you to work in me. I want you to do something in me. I want you to change me. Uh, maybe you, know, you have an anger issue. God, I want to get rid of my anger. Uh, the way, uh, just get rid of this, this, this getting in, you know, losing my temper. Maybe you've got a lying issue. Keep lying all the time. So God, I want to get rid of that. Or, you know, something else in, in, in our lives, each one of us. We want to see transformation. We want to see change. We want to see God work in, in us. Maybe you want God to work healing in your body. Maybe you want God to work in the area of your finances. Maybe you want God to work, you know, in the area of your family. Or, or you want God to do something for you in the area of, 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 of your children. Whatever. In any area of your life, in any of our lives, we, you know, we want God to work. But we must understand one very simple truth, that God works through His Word. 
And his word is like seed. His word is a miracle seed. Now, when you look at natural seed, you know, whatever seed, you, you, some people like gardening, some people like farming, and of course, it all happens through seed. So when you look at seed, it seems like a lifeless little thing. You know, it's a black, maybe a little black piece in your hand, so you have some seeds in your hand. They seem lifeless. But these seeds actually are full of potential. Something inside them, every seed, uh, has been designed, it has the potential to become a big tree and produce a lot of fruits. It has the potential in that little seed. But that something must happen in order for that seed to be able to produce. And that is something we want to understand. The first thing that I want to bear on our hearts is this. God's word is the miracle seed. And God works in your life and mine by and through his word. Now, this is not the only way God works, but this is a very important way, and I would say a major way, a very important way by which God works. It is through his word. His word is like seed. So when you have your Bible with you, this Bible is God's miracle seed that has been made available to you. There are seeds in this Bible that can heal your sick body. There are seeds in this Bible that can change you completely, your character, your personality, whatever things about you want to see changed. Uh, there are seeds in this Bible, in the Word of God, that can bring about that change. It can bring about the work of God in your life. Uh, there are seeds in the Bible that can cause a turnaround in your circumstance, in your situation. That means through this seed, the very work of God can be released in you and through you into your life situation. Because God works through His Word. His Word is like seed. There is power in it. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, the Bible says, and we are familiar with this word, verse, it says, the Word of God is alive and full of power. That means God's Word is a carrier of life and power. So every seed, every seed, every promise in the Word of God is full of life and it's full of power. It has the capacity to produce in your life and mine. God's Word is miracle seed. So if you and I want to see God work in our lives, what we must learn to do is take the seed, put it into our hearts, and, and, and go through the process Work with God through the process so that that seed will release its power in our lives. And that's what we want to learn from this parable. The, how do I take that seed? How do I take that promise? Uh, how do I sow it in my heart so that it can produce in my life? You see, the Word of God can bring healing to our body. It doesn't matter what your physical condition is. The seed of the Word can bring healing. Turn with me, please, in, to Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 to 22. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 to 22. God says here in Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 to 22, My son, 
Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Notice what God is saying. He's saying, I want you to pay attention to my words. I want you to listen to my sayings. Why? Because my words, my sayings, are life to those who find them and health to their whole body. So God's word brings healing or health to our whole body. So there is healing power in the word to heal our whole body. Uh, Any part of our body that needs healing, there is power in the word to bring that into us. So we must learn how to take the seed of the word sow it into our hearts, and cause that word to produce. But the first truth, the first fact is this. God's word is miracle seed. Every promise in the Bible is full of potential to produce in your life. Whatever you need, whatever you want God to do in your life, it can happen by and through the miracle seed of his word. And you take that promise, put it in your life, it will produce in you. It will cause the work of God to take place. But how does it happen? Going back to the parable of the sower in Mark chapter 4, Jesus explains to us how this happens, and we want to break it down so that we can understand it. So the second thing is this. Our heart is the ground where the seed of God's word is to be sown. You see that in verse 15. And he says, the word that was sown in their hearts. The latter part of verse 15. The word that was sown in their hearts. So the word of God has to be sown into our hearts, meaning our inner person. Not just intellectually. Now that's a problem with many of us. We intellectually receive the word. That means we receive it into our mind. But the word, well, it do, while it does have to impact our thinking, our mind, it has to get into our heart for it to produce. So many of us take the word, it goes out of the Bible, and it fills our minds. So we've got an intellectual knowledge of the word. But for the word to produce, it has to get into our heart. It has to get into our spirit. That means I've got to receive it in my innermost person. I've got to believe the word. Many of us know the word. We can recite it. We can say it. But we don't believe it. How can I know that the word hasn't stopped in my mind, but it goes into my heart? It's when I believe it. When you read the word of God, when you take the promises of the word, by his stripes I've been healed. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Uh, When you take those promises and you believe it in your heart, then you know the word has gone into your heart. The word must be sown into your heart, not just in your mind. Some of us can quote it. Some of, some of us can recite the scriptures. We can say what it says and argue about it. But listen, if the word of God has to produce, it's got to get into your heart. You've got to believe it. It's got to get into your spirit. right? Now, 
How do we get, in, get that word into our spirit? In the Bible, God has given us what we refer to, what we see in the Bible, in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in both the Old, primarily the Old Testament, and sometimes mentioned for us in the New, the process of meditation. He tells us repeatedly, meditate in my word. Meditate in my word. Now, we all have to read the word of God, which is, you know, you, uh, you, I encourage you to read the word of God sequentially. So you go chapter by chapter, little by little. You read through the scriptures every day, little by little. You read through the scriptures. So we read the word of God. We have to do that. But as you read the word of God, what we must also learn to do is to meditate in the word. Because meditation is this process by which we take that word and let it be sown, not just in our minds, but into our spirit, our innermost person, where we begin to engage with the word of God and we begin to believe the word of God. So I want to talk a little bit about the process of meditation, of meditating in the word of God. Now, if you want to break meditation down, how do you meditate in the Word? Uh, when you look at especially the Old Testament, the Hebrew scriptures, the, the Hebrew words translated meditate, uh, if you break it down, you'll understand that it involves contemplation. That means focused attention on the Word of God. You contemplate on the Word. You visualize the Word. That means you let the Word engage your imagination. And you also confess the word. That means you let the word occupy your saying, your declaration, your confession, what you're saying. So typically, uh, when in the Old Testament, as people meditated in the word, they would sit with the scriptures. They would rock back and forth in a, you know, with a shawl around them. They would uh, cut out all distractions. They would rock back and forth, and they would just focus in on the passage of Scripture, and just recite it, recite it, over and over again, recite it. So what are they doing? They're meditating on that Scripture. They're meditating on the passage of Scripture. They are contemplating on it. They are letting that word occupy their mind, their imagination, and they're also reciting it. They're confessing it. They're saying it. They're muttering it over and over again. So, that's meditation. You are focused on the scripture. You're letting it occupy your mind, your imagination, and then you're saying it over and over again. So what happens? That word now sinks deep into your spirit. So not only are you hearing the word, but you're letting that word get into your heart. The word has to be sown into your heart for it to produce. So you see, this is where many of us miss it. We hear the word, but we're not letting the word get sown into our heart. That word of God, the word of God, is God waiting to work in your life. That word is full of potential. That word is carrying the life and the power of God. And it is through that word that he wants to work in you. 
He wants to bring that miracle to you. He wants to bring that healing to you. He wants to bring that deliverance to you. He wants to cause a victory in your life through that word because God works through that word. The word is like seed. It has potential. It has promise. But that has to be sown in our hearts. And you meditate in the word in order to sow it in your heart. So what I'd encourage you to do is this. If you need healing, you see, every seed produces after its own kind. Every seed produces after its own kind. Every promise in Scripture will produce what it's promised to do. So the healing Scriptures will produce healing in your life. The Scriptures that produce, uh, that talk about, you know, God meeting your needs, bringing provision, will cause that to be released in your life. The Scriptures concerning your family, concerning your children, concerning your future, there are Scriptures concerning different areas. They will cause those things to be released in your life. But you've got to sow the seed in your heart. So what do you do? Take those scriptures on healing. Begin to meditate on those scriptures on healing. So let's just, for example, say you want God, you need healing in your body, in a certain area of your body. You go before God. You say, God, you said your word is seed. If I sow your seed into my heart, it will produce healing in my body, in my mind, my emotions, whatever area. So you take those scriptures. I'm just giving some examples. You take Exodus 15, verse 26. God says, I am the Lord who heals you. So you take that scripture. You begin to meditate, Exodus 15, 26. I am the Lord who heals you. you say, God, I thank you. You are the Lord who heals me. The Lord is my God who heals me. My God has healed me of this disease in my body. Meditate. You're focusing on it. So how long? How long it might be? Could be a few minutes, five minutes maybe. There is no set duration. But you soak in that word. You let that word soak into you. Get into your spirit. You are the Lord who heals me. Lord, I thank you. You are my healer. You have healed me of my disease. Then you go to Exodus 23, 25. Meditate in that word. It says, And you will serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. To meditate in that word. Contemplate, visualize, confess. Contemplate, visualize, confess on that scripture. Exodus 23, 25. Say, Lord, I thank you. I'm serving you. And you are blessing my bread and my water. And you take all sickness away from my midst. So you visualize. You contemplate on that scripture. You visualize whatever sickness in your body, whatever pain, whatever disease, whatever chronic illness is being taken out of your midst. Because it's what His Word says... I will take sickness away from your midst. Visualize that. See it gone. And then you confess it. Lord, I thank you. You are the Lord who takes sickness away from my midst. This disease, this illness, this chronic condition, you are the God who takes it away from my midst. You're meditating in the scripture. Contemplate, visualize, confess. So then you go through some other healing scriptures. Go to Proverbs 4, through, uh, Proverbs 4, verses 20 to 22. 
my son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them. They are health to all their flesh. Say, God, I thank you. Your word is healing my whole body. From the crown of my head to the sole of my feet, your word is releasing its life and power in my whole body. And you need to be just begin to visualize the power and the life and the power of God flowing through your whole body as you engage with the word. Because God said, my word is life and health to your whole body. Begin to meditate in those scriptures. So you can go to Psalm 103, verses 1, 2, and 3. He forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. Isaiah 53. Verse 4 and 5. He has taken all my sickness and by his stripes I have been healed. Right? So you meditate in those scriptures. So you find the promises of God, the seeds that are related to your harvest. And you begin to sow that seed into your heart. You begin to sow those miracle seeds into your life. You see, it takes time, but the harvest will come. You ask any person doing gardening, you ask any person doing farming, you know, it's not they just sit back and let it happen. No, it's hard work. Yes, they have to go and sow the seed. Yes, they have to do something. But you know what? There's a harvest that's coming. So that's why when you and I take the miracle seed of God's word and begin to put it in our lives, it'll produce. For some of us, we need to see prosperity happen in our lives. You've been going from failure to failure to failure to failure. And you're saying, God, bless me. But will you do what God wants you to do? God has given, already given to you the means by which He can work in your life to turn your failure into success. You say, what is it? This is it. The miracle seed of God's Word. Because God works in your life by His Word. And His Word is carrying the potential to cause success. You know what God told Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8? He said, this book of the law will not depart out of your mouth, but you meditate in it day and night, so that you may observe to do everything that is written in it. Then you will make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. What was God telling Joshua? Joshua, follow my word, meditate in it, and you will be successful. So this word will produce success in your life. What must you do? God's word is miracle seed. Take the seeds that promise blessing. Take the seeds that promise success. Take the seeds that promise your prosperity. Put it into your life. Put it into your heart. And that seed of the word will produce the success you need. It will cause prosperity to be released in your life because every seed produces after its own kind. Take, for example, Psalm 1. You know, verses 1, 2, and 3. Meditate in it. I'm just looking at verse 3. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. His leaf will not, he brings forth his fruit in its season. His leaf will not wither. Whatever he does will prosper. So meditate in that. God, you said, I'm like a tree planted by rivers of water. 
I will bring forth my fruit in its season. My leaf will not wither. Whatever I do will prosper. Thank you, God, whatever I do will prosper. And take more scriptures that talk about prosperity, that talk about your success. Sow it into your heart. And then that seed will produce in your life. You see, God's word will not fail. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. His word will produce in your life. If you and I will nurture it the way we, we, Jesus taught, taught us in this parable. But the first thing is this. You've got to sow the seed into your heart. Many of us believers, we are not sowing the seed into our hearts. Then how are we expecting God to work in our lives? We pray prayers, but God is saying, why don't you do what I've told you? I've told you that the way I work is through my word. My word is the seed that I need in your heart for me to work in your life. But if you are not sowing the seed, how is God going to work? So I want to encourage you. Sow the seed of God's word into your life. See, somebody may ask, you know, but I don't know all the scriptures concerning this area of my life. You know, we've made it easy for you. If you download our church app, you go to the app, uh, app or uh, Google Play Store, and you search for All People's Church Bangalore, you'll find our free church app. You download it on your phone. And in the app, there's a menu item called Toolkit. You tap on Toolkit. You'll find one of those boxes there that says Faith Builders. You tap on it, and you'll have many sections, right from A to Z, many topics. And on each topic, we have compiled verses of Scripture on that subject. So you want verses for healing. The verse is there. You tap on healing. You want verses for your family. You want verses for success. You want verses for uh, children. You want verses for your family. It's all there, already compiled for you. So all you've got to do is tap on it. You'll find the scriptures. Meditate in those scriptures. Sow it into your heart. Because the word has to be sown into your heart if you want that word to produce. We're going to stop here today. We're going to continue this next Sunday as we talk about God's word, the miracle seed. There are two simple insights that we brought out today from Mark chapter 4. First is simply this. God's word is the miracle seed. God works through his word. The second insight we brought out is this, that that seed has to be sown in our heart for it to produce. It's got to get deep into your inner person. And you do it by the process of meditation, through contemplation, visualization, confession. You put that seed into your spirit. And when, your, and when that word is sown in your heart, it will produce from there. But next week, as we continue, Jesus tells us, what must we do to protect and nurture the seed? Because there are things that could destroy the seed of God's word. Whereas the word of God is full of life and power, we need to keep, it as, keep other things out to make sure that seed will produce in our lives. But this is such a powerful truth. If you and I learn how to sow the seed of God's word in our hearts, we can have God. Everything that's promised in the word can be produced in our lives because that's why God gave his word to us. We're going to worship God for a few moments and I'm going to come back and we're going to close in prayer. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet And a light unto my path 
Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. When I feel afraid, think, think I've lost my way. Still, you're there right beside me. Nothing will I fear as long as you are near. Please be near to the end. Oh, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path Oh Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path I will not forget Your love for me and yet my heart worship team. We're going to partake of the Lord's table. I hope you've uh, uh, prepared the elements. You know, the, the table of the Lord is telling us about the finished work of Christ on the cross, about the covenant that we have with God, and it gives us an opportunity to extend our faith in the work that Jesus Christ has done for us. So when we partake of the bread and the juice, uh, it's not just another ritual, but we're saying, God, today I'm receiving by faith what Jesus Christ did for me on the cross. And that's the way I want to encourage you to do that. If you're by yourself, um, alone, uh, prepare yourself and say, Lord, as I partake of this bread and juice, I'm doing this to receive for me what Jesus Christ gave, provided for me on the cross. If you're doing it with your family, then uh, uh, one person, the family, the head of the household, I want you to pray and say, Lord, we as a family are receiving what you've given to us through the cross. That each person, as we partake, each member partakes of the bread and the juice, we are receiving, we are 
receiving what Christ did for us on the cross. The forgiveness of our sins, the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. The healing of our bodies, because by His stripes we were healed. The deliverance of our soul, the, the, the breaking of the curse so that the blessing of Abraham would come upon us. The victory over Satan and every demonic power, because through the cross Jesus crushed the head of the serpent. And, and the blood of Jesus that protects us, that covers us, we are receiving that for us as a family. So as we partake, I want you to pray and say, Father, as a household, or if you're by yourself, I receive what Jesus has provided for me through the cross. I receive the full blessing of Calvary's cross. Why don't we just pray together and uh, just uh, pray over the elements. These are simple elements. It's bread and grape juice. Uh, pray over those elements, and then we receive by faith. And we expect God to touch us. Healings to take place. Deliverance to take place. If there's a family member who's sick, just pray, God, today, I pray the healing will take place in their bodies as we partake of the Lord's table. Do it by faith. Receive it with expectation. Let's pray. Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, All of us, different places, wherever we are today, as we partake of the Lord's table, each one of us, together with our families, in our homes, or wherever we are, we proclaim the Lord's death. We proclaim the cross of Jesus. We proclaim that He took our sins. He took our sicknesses, our diseases. That by His stripes we were healed. That He became a curse for us so that the blessing of Abraham might be on us. That every promise of God is yes and amen because of what Jesus did. That He destroyed the one who had the power of death, that is the devil. And He gave us the victory. Lord, we receive the full blessing of the cross of Jesus. We sanctify these earthly elements of bread and juice that represent to us the body and the blood of Christ. And we receive what Jesus provided for us through the cross. The Lord Jesus said, take, eat. This is my body that is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's partake of the bread together. The Lord Jesus said, this is my blood of the new covenant that's poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's partake of the cup together.
Father, I pray right now that every home, that every individual experience the fullness of what Jesus Christ provided for us through the cross by the power of your Holy Spirit. Let healings, miracles, deliverances take place because Jesus provided that for us on the cross. And we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Remember something, in Isaiah 55, God says, So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return to me void. It will prosper in the thing for which I sent it. It will accomplish what I please, and it will prosper in the thing for which I sent it. God's word has been designed to produce in your life. Now, God is waiting for you to sow the seed of his word into your heart. If you'll allow that, you're positioning yourself to see the work of God take place in your life. We're going to continue this next Sunday. Let's pray and close, and we will delve further into this next week. Father, we thank you for what we could learn from your word. I pray that every person, God, who's tuned in today will understand the importance of sowing the seed of your word into our hearts that we will be faithful to sow the seed of your word into our hearts so that your word can produce in our lives. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will give us the grace for each one of us to do this. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit be with each of us always, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Remember to tune in next Sunday as we continue our study on God's Word, the miracle seed. And make sure you send this message out to other people so that they can also learn about this very important secret on how to see the work of God take place in their lives through the miracle seed, God's Word. See you next Sunday. God bless.